Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Elon Musk has declared war on Media Matters. Why? Well, according to Musk and employees at X, formerly Twitter, Media Matters falsely created a circumstance in which they could make it appear ads were appearing on extremist content to then pressure advertisers to jump ship from the platform. And that boycott is picking up steam. For this, Elon Musk plans a massive lawsuit. Now, many of you may be saying, I don't know what Media Matters is. Well, Media Matters is a crackpot conspiracy website that just falsely frames people's opinions. They falsely frame news stories to try and create an activist bent against their political opponents. I'll give you a really simple example of what Media Matters is. I was at an event called Politicon. I, be- I think it was Politicon. This is a while ago. And uh, I think this failed, by the way. But it was a political convention that brought together everybody to have conversations. The uh, uh, guy who started Media Matters, I think, it w- I can't remember his name, was up on stage and he was answering questions. And he was talking about how they're just trying to correct misinformation from the right. In fact, one of the writers for Media Matters had gone on a Twitter tirade claiming that birds pooped on me and other stupid nonsense, which made no sense. No, that's what Media Matters is. A far left activist organization that lies and pushes conspiracy theories in order to get their political opponents deplatformed. In recent times, they've written a ton about Tim Cast, and anybody who actually watches the show and looks at these articles will know most of these are falsely framed and taken out of context. Now, to be fair, often they just quote the show. And I really don't care when they do. If I say something, fine, I said it. But now we are seeing a massive lawsuit. And ladies and gentlemen, Tim Cast has announced we are going to war alongside Elon Musk. Now, what does that mean? Many individuals have announced a pledge to advertise on X to try and help push back against the fake boycott. That doesn't mean we're going to be able to actually stem the bleed of these these massive advertising uh, companies, these massive companies advertising, leaving the platform. I mean, they're losing a lot of money. But starting with the Babylon Bee and Seth Dillon, Seth Dillon pledged $250,000 in an ad campaign on X. Following this, Tim Cast, I went on Twitter and announced we will do the exact same. Now, hopefully we actually spend substantially more than that. 
And I can break this down, but we'll get into that portion in a second. Following this, many other prominent personalities pledged several thousand dollars, tens of thousand dollars. And Andrew Tate pledged one million dollars per month. Will this alleviate the massive boycott being seen by Elon Musk? No. But I think we must stand up for a platform that we believe in. And I want you all to understand why this one matters to me so much. It is only because of Elon Musk's actions. And I, will, I want to stress this. Elon Musk personally, personally aided me. OK, what I mean to say is his actions assisted me personally. This is not even this is not even the, I agree with free speech and Elon Musk saved free speech. No, the Twitter files release proved that the government was colluding with big tech. And then following what we saw with the weaponization committee's release of the, cens- uh, the censorship industrial complex art- uh, documents, we learned that I was personally targeted by the government. A large component of this revelation comes from Elon Musk's efforts in taking over Twitter, converting it to X and releasing this. And for this, I will be eternally grateful. And for this, I will stand by someone who's taken great personal risk to themselves to not only defend freedom of speech, despite several criticisms, for sure. But look, I can't deny it. I have personally, personally benefited from the actions of Elon Musk. And you know what? It's I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Now, in the event lawsuits are filed against the EIP, Election Integrity Partnership, and the U.S. government for their illegal and unconstitutional collusion, Tim Cast stands ready and waiting to figure out to, uh, to, to join any potential legal actions. I hope everybody knows that. We'll see how that plays out. As for joining this war, we will pledge that money on X, which I'll break down in a second why it's a, it's a, it's a no brainer, a no brainer. But should Elon Musk expand, should he file a larger lawsuit? I will tell you this. We stand ready and waiting to file any amicus brief in support of Elon Musk's lawsuit against media matters for their lies, defamation, slander, libel, etc. But let's read the news and we'll break down where this is going and exactly what media matters is accused of doing. In fact, an AG, I believe it's Missouri, is now investigating criminal charges because what Elon Musk is alleging, as as well as the staff at X, is that media matters essentially fabricated false information to trick advertisers. That is a civil violation, tortious interference, as well as criminal fraud. This is where it gets interesting. From Politico, Musk threatens thermonuclear lawsuit as X ad boycott gathers pace. Let me just uh, let me pull up. Let me see. Uh, uh, I have the tweet here from Elon Musk. He says, the split second court opens on Monday. X Corp will be filing a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters and all those who colluded in this fraudulent attack on our company. All right. Well, first, here's what's happening. And then I'll break down why Elon Musk is going to war. What makes the X advertiser revolt different from other boycotts? Now, not the first time we've seen this. You may remember the adpocalypse on YouTube several years ago, for which there were many. News organizations fearing competition from the likes of me and many others started waging lie camp, false information campaigns in order to terrify advertisers. Now, YouTube made the mistake of bending the knee. And Elon has another option here that I hope he considers. Back in the day, 
a bunch of ads like Toyota was being served. I'm just I'm saying Toyota as an example. I don't know if they literally serve Toyota ads, but big companies had their ads running across all sorts of content. Some of it was very politically, I don't know, pointed, anti-immigration, anti-LGBTQ, whatever. News organizations then said, look at this. The ad served on a video that was anti this or whatever. And YouTube said, we're going to pause advertising on a bunch of channels. They basically shut everything down for a little bit. Big companies were furious. They were like, why are ads appearing on nasty stuff? YouTube then created a system by which advertisers could say, don't put my ads on content we don't like. Now, it's manipulative and it shocked the whole system. What we're dealing with now is something basically the exact same thing. Here's what we're seeing. As of the 18th, and this is, I believe it has expanded. Apple and IBM, Lionsgate, Disney, Comcast, NBC, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and other firms paused their marketing. This is a substantial amount of money. And it comes after Media Matters published a report on Thursday that highlighted Apple, IBM, Amazon, and Oracle as among those whose ads were shown next to far right posts. Let me just tell you my view on this very simply. If uh, there's a Coca Cola ad, in uh, downtown Chicago. And a guy stands in front of it and waves a picture of an aborted fetus. Is Coca-Cola going to go to the advertiser and say, guys, you owe me money because a man stood here waving the sign? No, of course not. So how is it that these people are acting like it's a shock that because there was a post on X and someone received an ad at the same time? You see, this is where it gets weird. With YouTube, the YouTube adpocalypse, it was kind of interesting. A video would be titled you know, immigration bad. And before the video played, there'd be an advertisement. Okay, that ad is appearing in front of this video. Sure. On X, the way it works is ads appear in your feed, right? So if someone posts something and then the next post is something else, there's no way an endorsement from anyone. The White House has actually issued a statement criticizing Elon Musk. Make no mistake, we know what this is. The U.S. government is upset they've lost control of the narrative machine. They are attacking Elon Musk. Leftist nonprofits, establishment nonprofits are doing the same thing. They are functioning as an arm of the government. And outside of the lawsuit, I hope Matt Gaetz, Jim Jordan, and everyone else investigate media matters for government collusion. If you think the election integrity partnership was bad, how much do you want to bet that media matters employees have interacted with the government in terms of who to censor and target. And I'd be willing to bet what we're seeing now has government overlap in violation of the Constitution. Elon Musk says, stand with X to to protect free speech. In a post on the 18th with 50 million views, Elon Musk says, this week, Media Matters for America posted a story that completely misrepresented the real user experience on X, another attempt to undermine freedom of speech and mislead advertisers. Above everything, including including profit, X works to protect the public's right to free speech. But for speech to be truly free, we must also have the freedom to see and hear things that some people may consider objectionable. We believe that everyone has the right to make up their own minds about what to read, watch or listen to, because that is the power of freedom of speech. Despite our clear and consistent position, Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. 
Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Tim. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash T-I-M. Accessing a number of attacks from activist groups like Media Matters and legacy media outlets who seek to undermine freedom of expression on our platform because they perceive it as a threat to their ideological narrative and those of their financial supporters. These groups try to use their influence to attack our revenue streams by deceiving advertisers on X. Here are the facts. Elon Musk says, To manipulate the public and advertisers, Media Matters created an alternate account and curated the posts and advertising appearing on the account's timeline to misinform advertisers about the placement of their posts. These contrived experiences could be applied to any platform. Once they curated their feed, they repeatedly refreshed their timelines to find a rare instance of ads serving next to content they chose to follow. Our logs indicate that they forced a scenario resulting in 13 times the number of ads served compared to the median ad served to an ex-user. Of the 5.5 billion ad impressions on X that day, less than 50 total impressions were served against all of the organic content featured in the Media Matters article. For one brand showcased in the article, one of its ads ran adjacent to a post two times, and that ad was seen in this in the setting by only two users, one of which was the author of the Media Matters article. For another brand showcased in the article, two of its ads served adjacent to two posts three times. And that ad was only seen in that setting by one user, the author of the Media Matters article. Full stop. What does this mean? Employees of Media Matters, according to Elon Musk, signed up for Twitter with a dummy account, intentionally followed extremist accounts, and then spammed the refresh button until finally the system ran an advertisement. That advertisement was beneath a post, not on the post. And they said, aha, we got you. But guess what? Of course things fall through the cracks. But Elon Musk's system on X prevents this 99.9% of the time. Eventually, you will see an advertisement appear, but appearing beneath content someone chose to follow is different from content being served with. You see how they're lying and manipulating it. Media Matters article also highlights nine posts they believe should not be allowed on X. Upon evaluation, only one of the nine organic posts would have violated our content policies, and we've taken action under our freedom of speech, not reach enforcement approach. Here's a summary. X will protect the public's right to free expression. We will not allow agenda-driven activists or even our own profits to deter our vision. Everyone has a choice on X. User and brand control on X is superior than a year ago. Data wins over allegations. Media matters does not reflect the user experience on X. As we've seen in some parts of the world, when free expression is taken away, it is very dangerous and hard to get back. That's why people who came before us fought hard to protect it. With or without freedom of speech, we lose the checks and balances critical to a thriving democracy. If you're really in protecting free speech, then we need to protect it completely. Stand with X to protect free speech. Well, something quite incredible happened. And the first thing I want to do is, well, we'll just we'll just jump here. ALX on Twitter says, update. Companies and individuals pledging ad spends on X in support of free speech in the wake of the misleading Media Matters hit piece. Cobratate, 1 million per month. Babylon B, 250, 250K. Timcast, 
250K. TWC Health, 150,000 per month. Look at that. <laughs> wow, that's absolutely incredible. Betty Johnson, 50,000. Censor.tv, 40. Quartering, the quartering, 25,000. Keith Gross, Florida, 20,000. Hodge Twins, 15,000 per month. Donut Operator, 10K. Elijah Schaefer, 2,500. And PragerU will continue their advertising spend heavily. Benny Show, Timcast, join the Babylon Bee in pledging X ads to uh, buys to fight cancel culture. Let me start in the beginning. I see this tweet. The Babylon Bee, Seth Dillon says, we're going to spend 250K on X in advertisement. Admittedly, it's not as much as these big companies. I mean, they're pulling out millions of dollars per quarter. 250K, we'll do what we can. But Seth Dillon said, this number, while low, combined with everyone else joining in could be substantial. And he's correct. The first thing I want to point out, Timcast has already launched an ad campaign to the tune of $50,000 for our documentary Infringed on X. Admittedly, I think we're having weird issues with advertising on X. So we've already announced we will spend, and this is before this, 50K. And why? That's for you. That's for gun rights. That's for the Second Amendment. The infringed documentary on Timcast, no better place to advertise than on X. Why? X is a very political platform. And what do we want to do? We want people to watch a documentary about gun rights and gun culture called Infringed. Where else am I going to advertise it? Now, we did advertise on Facebook and YouTube. Comparable, comparable amounts. We've spent so far, I think, around 40K on YouTube advertising this documentary. Many people have seen the ads. Watch Infringed on Timcast.com. On Twitter, same deal. The Twitter ad is currently in a weird place. Admittedly, we I even tried launching another ad for it with another 50K and something weird is going on with Twitter ads. But I want to make sure I'm totally transparent on what we're doing. The, the We will. We absolutely will. Maybe have to reach out to someone at X to help us figure this one out. But with YouTube, it's fairly easy. We've done YouTube ad spends before. Now, why do we buy the ads on X? For infringed well before this political attack on the platform, I knew there are a lot of people who follow me on Twitter, 1.9 million almost, like 1,880,000 people are following me on Twitter. And I guarantee you, all of them are not members at TimCast.com. Okay. 10% are not members at TimCast.com. How can I get 188,000 people who follow me on Twitter to become members of TimCast.com and support us with 10 bucks a month. Could you imagine if we were making $1.8 million per month? Woo! I wish. I wish, my friends, or $1.8 million per month on top of our revenue already would be massive. If we even got 5%, half that, let's say 95,000 people, we're talking 950k per month on top of our already our, our ad revenue already. So I know if I I've got to do what I believe in. And what I believe in is second amendment. I believe in the right to keep and bear arms. I believe in individuality, personal responsibility. I believe in winning a culture war and producing content. I believe in making a good product, something that's entertaining. All of these things matter. And now we have to get that in front of people. So they sign up at timcast.com and we do more. We do more and we win. And maybe in 100 years, they'll say, Timcast Media Group, wow, 
Remember Disney? Fox, CBS, maybe in the future it'll be Daily Wire. It will be Tenet Media. It will be Timcast. A lot of people are saying, I don't know what Tenet is. Tenet's new. And the Culture War show, our show, Friday mornings at Tenet Media. And this is the point. Maybe we'll have a bunch of physical locations. We're building these coffee shops. We need members for that. A small amount of our subscribers who become members at TimCast.com. I hope you all understand how powerful this is. 10,000. Let's say this. Let's say 8,300 people sign up at 10 bucks a month. 8,300. How many subscribers does this channel have? 1.21 million subscribers. 8,300 people. If they signed up at TimCast.com at 10 bucks per month, just 10 bucks, that's $83,000 per month. And do you know what that comes out to? That's right, my friends, just about a million dollars per year, a million bucks. If 10,000 people who subscribe to this channel signed up, think about what we could do. So this is why when I see this battle begin, it's a no brainer. Dude, I got almost 2 million followers on X, okay? So when we're like, we made this documentary, we want people to subscribe, to become members at TimCast.com and watch the documentary. And if we can add 10,000 new users off of one documentary, we're, we're pulling in 100K per month, duh, 10 bucks a month times 10,000, 100,000 per month, 1.2 million per year. Don't forget there's taxes, you got to pay a lot of those and it takes a lot of the money away. So when they attack X and try to destroy this platform, which we use as a vehicle to try and build memberships where I have 2 million followers, I'm like, this cannot stand. Not only did Elon Musk's efforts personally benefit me, providing evidence of a government collusion against me personally. Aside from that, it's a platform that we, we engage with and we and we use and we like. So here's what I see. $250,000. No brainer, man. Because I'm not giving Elon Musk the money. I'm advertising my company. It's really, really simple. First, let's just lay it all on the table. I'm going to give you the 100% transparency. When I announce, along with Seth Dillon, I'm not going to speak to anybody other's mo- anyone else's motivations, whatever. You can be purist and you can believe in all the purity you want. Let me just be as transparent as I can be. Seth Dillon announces they're going to spend 250k on Twitter. And I say, bravo, man. Wow. I wish I came up with that idea. And then I thought, this, this dude is calling on us to join in the fight. And while, obviously, we're, we're, we're sort of an activist company. We have goals in the content we produce, political and cultural goals. The first thing I'm thinking, like, understand this. We just spent 50, we, we, we just created a $50,000 campaign. I, I, it, I don't know what's going on with it, but it's run its course. So I guess I'm waiting for the bill. Like I said, we need help with ads on X. We launched a $50,000 campaign. The, the tweet is pinned to my profile. Watch Infringed. Here's the link. We want you who, who follow me to become members at TimCast.com. This empowers us and expands our operation substantially and allows us to make more documentaries about like gun rights. I love it when people comment saying this ad campaign is exactly why I'm a member. Right. It's not just about getting the entertainment. We have a mission, and that mission is individuality, personal responsibility, the vision of the founding fathers, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I think two things. First, we already want to advertise on X. It's an excellent opportunity for our mission and for our company. 
Now, here's what I see. If I announce that I'm joining the Babylon Bee in spending 250K, that tweet in and of itself got 6,600 uh, 6, retweets. It is an advertisement. By announcing I'm going to advertise, I have just advertised and shown people we will put our money where our mouth is. It is brilliant business. Why? You're cruising down the highway, windows rolled down, tunes blasting from the radio. You're in the zone and living the dream. Suddenly, your car sputters, coughs, and throws a wrench in your whole day. Tow trucks, repair bills, the dream turns into a nightmare. Don't wait until car trouble steals your peace of mind. Visit CarShield now at carshield.com carlson. For nearly 20 years, CarShield has helped millions of drivers avoid the stress of major repairs. They offer plans covering up to 5,000 parts and systems, from your engine and transmission to electronics and more all for a low monthly rate that fits your budget. CarShield plans also include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, and rental options. Get peace of mind now. Visit CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Join millions of customers and contact CarShield now to save 20%. Visit carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. Visit now. Aside from the fact that when we spend 250K, those ad impressions will benefit the company. I just I just cut the cost of that ad campaign in half by announcing the ad campaign, the announcement for for me, for Seth Dillon, for the quartering, for TWC Health, for Andrew Tate. These are advertisements in and of themselves. People are going to say, I'm on board now. This is an excellent move. So I'm looking at mathematically, if I can get for the cost of uh, if, if I'm going to spend $50,000 on X amount of impressions, if I launch this campaign during this controversy, we will double our viewership with organic reach and it'll make the ad runs even cheaper. Get it? I'm just saying full transparency. Joining in the fray is good business. Aside from the fact we, we agree with it ideologically. Now let's talk about what this means. Lance from the surfs starts. He he reposts me and he's like, these people are pissing on a forest fire. My dude. He's like, they're giving they're giving the world richest man money. My dude, I'm buying ads. OK, when I spend 250 K on ads on X, all we need to do is sign up. If we sign up twenty five thousand members in that ad campaign, which we're going to get tens of millions of impressions, 25,000. We've covered the cost of the ads in a single month. Let's be real. I say I want to spend $250,000. Okay. Let's say of, uh, of that ad spend and the millions of impressions, all we get 2,500 new members. It's low, right? How many Twitter accounts have 2,500 followers? Quite a bit. Guess what? In 10 months, we've paid for the ad campaign. Yeah. So if one user signs up at 10 bucks a month and we sign up 2,500, all right, that's $25,000 per month. And let's say they stay signed up for 10 months because it's just 10 bucks. We've covered the cost of the ads. I am not giving Elon Musk anything. I am building my company and we are putting our money where our mouth is and selling, buying ads like we're, we're buying commercials, dude. Elon, we're not giving him. He's giving us stuff. But I will add that I will add this. Y'all should sign up for, for Twitter, blue check, verified premium or premium plus. You really, really should. Timcast News 
does have a premium business membership because once again, it's part of our marketing budget. It benefits us. We're not giving Elon anything. We are going to Elon and saying, okay, if I give you X amount of dollars, I want this in return. And it has benefited us. So let's be real about what's going on, baby. These advertisers can pull out. Sure. We will buy ads because it helps us. Now, Andrew Tate said he's going to advertise X on X, quite literally giving Elon a million dollars to promote his own platform. Okay, I I think you'd be better off buying commercials on TV or other platforms to advertise X with a million bucks a month. You can do an insane amount. When Tucker Carlson was on Fox News, the biggest primetime show, he charged around $12,000 for a 30 second commercial on his on his show. Fox News did. I imagine for Jesse Waters currently in a slot, substantially less. For a few thousand dollars, you can buy TV commercials. Yeah. And, and, and others across the platform. So I tell you what, my friends, it may seem simply that Tim Cast and Benny Johnson and Andrew Tate and all these others are joining the fray, joining the fray and saying, we're going to stand with Elon. We are, but let's be real. We're buying stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to support a company by buying their product. I'm going to support Cast Brew Coffee. Let, let me put it this way. This is why we're winning. You see that guy in Argentina, Javier? He just won. Good signs to come. I'm going to talk about that one in the next segment. We are winning, my friends. We are. And there's a lot of people who, for some reason, just don't want to wait a minute, but we are winning. I'll tell you why. Cast Brew Coffee, we're generating six figures a month in, in revenue. I'm, I'm not saying profit. Revenue, six figures. The company just launched a few months ago, and instantly we have a hard product, a consumable with, you know, premium quality. It, I got to be honest, like we formulated this coffee at castbrew.com. You can buy it there because we wanted good coffee, but it's for our coffee shops. We're not trying to, you know, everybody's got a coffee brand. I'm not trying to just do an online coffee store. We want to do physical locations. Coffee shops are the easiest thing to do. I drink coffee in the morning. It's, it really was the easiest way to get started. We wanted to do energy drinks and protein and, and things like this much, much, much harder. The fastest way to getting physical locations where y'all can hang out that we can build and make ubiquitous coffee. Seriously, burgers are hard. Coffee is easy. But guess what? When you buy cast brew coffee, you're not giving money away. You're getting coffee like you are buying a bag of coffee. That's it. This is the beauty of why we are winning. This is the beauty of the parallel economy. I am not asking you for a handout. I'm asking you to buy a bag of coffee and you get coffee for your money. And guess what? We use that coffee towards our business's ideological ends. That is to say, we're going to do exactly what Disney does. We're going to do exactly what these woke corporations do. That's right. Bud Light wants to hire Dylan Mulvaney to $180,000 for an ad campaign. How insane is that? We're going to do the exact same thing. No question. We've got some plans. Y'all are going to love it. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to play that game. We are going to do ads that are beneficial to our worldview, the vision of the, the founding fathers, things that benefit the working class in this country and oppose the woke cultist agenda. Their crackpot views. How many times have I said crackpot so far today? Three. So when you buy a product from us, when you download Public Square, the app, which shows you a list and a map of all the businesses that share your values. That's activism right there. I don't need you to give me money in hopes that you, you, you'll be donating to a nonprofit that may fight for your cause. I used to do that for a living. I used to go on the street and say, hey, man, you want to help save the rainforest? Give me $10 and cross your fingers. 
We used to joke that we were selling hopes and dreams on the streets, quite literally taking money for nothing but a good feeling. Let me tell you what. You want a good feeling right now? Become a member at TimCast.com. Go to TimCast.com. Click join us for 10 bucks a month. You get a lot. You know what you get? Access to all of our premium content, which costs money to produce. That's the product you're buying. You get more than that. The Infringe documentary, the Game of Money documentary. Watch Game of Money if you want to understand fractional reserve banking and how they're ripping you off. When you become a member at TimCast.com, you're actually just buying a product, same as anything else. But there's more. You get access to our Discord server. You can sign in and hang out with people and build community. This is the point. We want to build culture. The money you spend, it is being used to invest in things like Cast Brew Coffee Shop in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and our plans for an anti-Times Square. There is major ideological benefit when you become a member at TimCast.com. But I'm not asking you to give me money for nothing. It is not a nonprofit where I say, if you give me $10, we will fight for you. I'm saying, if you give me $10, you get a whole bunch of awesome stuff. You know, as an aside, trust me, we're going to win this culture war and the money is being used towards these ends. We had a great time the other night skating, hiring pro skateboarders, expanding this, calling out the woke people who are trying to take over major sports, over video games. It's all part of the plan. Maybe what we should do, what we should do is do a, 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 some kind of launch. Maybe we'll do this. We are, we are investing a million dollars into a skate facility, a sporting facility. It's going to be all action sports for entertainment content. And to, to, to this is going to be amazing. Pro skateboarders, pro scooters, pro, pro uh, BMX, rollerblades, all that stuff. We want to inspire young people and we want to take back action sports. We've seen the success of people pushing back in comics, in video games. Action sports is next and we're right there. Follow me on Instagram at TimCast. I've been posting more skate clips than I've ever posted in my life. And I'll tell you why. I hate filming skateboarding. I've been skateboarding for 20, 25 years almost. I got my, my fair share of tricks. I've got my NBDs, never been done. And I never film because I don't care. Skateboarding for me was never about a career or proving myself. I film some stuff sometimes. But then the woke people tried to destroy the industry and they've been taking over. Just like with video games, just like with comic books, just like with movies. And I said, you know what? We're taking it back. So I started posting clips of pro level maneuvers on a skateboard. I just posted one of <clears throat> one of the most difficult trips, like, tricks I can do. And you, you, you may not know anything about skateboarding, but it's a hang 10 hard flip, late flip. Complicated trick. I may be the only person who's ever done it. I don't know for sure, but I believe it's possible. Many pros are saying, wow, never been done before. It's a flat ground trick. It's something crazy. It's like I'm jumped off a, jumping off a building or anything. And I posted it for one reason. I've done this trick eight years ago, but I did it because we are going to take over. We are going to tell those who want to destroy what we love, you will not. We will win. Maybe what we should do is a big opening event where we do a fundraiser to, to launch. I think we're going to do this. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to do a, a goal fundraiser and maybe sell tickets for like $100 and create an opening event at the private facility one time. One time. Something like this. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to figure it out where we'll try to raise a large amount of money to fund, uh, to help fund this. We've already announced the investment just now. We're working on the contracts, the construction plans, 
already done. This park is going to be amazing. And we are going to be creating one of the most prominent East Coast facilities for skateboard and action sports content anyone has ever seen. And it's going to be huge. And maybe what we can do to help kick off this project, our line of professional equipment. Yep. Pro skateboards. And we're probably going to expand into many other areas, probably rollerblading for sure. I want to bring that one back. I really do. We are not just about skateboarding, about everything. We want to take back this culture and push the woke people out. We should figure out our launch campaign where we can raise a substantial amount of money into the initial investment, because not only are we building a coffee shop in Martinsburg, we're putting up a skate shop. That's right. And maybe we can do something really, really fun. Maybe it'll be like 100 bucks a ticket to get access to this one-time-only VIP event and facility. We'll have to figure this one out. A lot of security concerns. But my friends, we stand alongside Elon Musk. I am personally, I will say this again. I want let me, let me end by saying this. The most important person on the planet right now is Elon Musk. It's a fact. We just saw the launch of Starship. Elon Musk's efforts to make humans a spacefaring people. That, that is the number one priority for me. It is not about overpopulation or anything. It is about spacefaring. We need to advance technology. Elon Musk is doing that. I don't care about anything else. Okay, I do. But that's my top priority. After that, Elon Musk took great personal risk in purchasing Twitter. And his net worth took a hit because of it. And they're trying to destroy him. Elon Musk must succeed in these efforts. It's not just about him, but he's leading the charge here. His efforts to preserve a culture of freedom and personal responsibility and free speech, along with his efforts to make us a spacefaring people. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Elon Musk is probably the one person on this planet that I actually, I actually would in many ways look up to. I'm not as big a fan of Neuralink. That freaks me out. But Neuralink's efforts to cure the blind and heal the paralyzed. I'm like, this dude's doing tremendous work. All of my life, I've never cared for anybody. People have said, Tim, when you grew up, who did you look up to? Nobody. I had nothing but disdain for people. Very few people have I ever looked at and said, I need to figure that out. Most of my life, I've looked at people and I said, they're doing it wrong and I can do it better. Probably why I'm where I'm at. Look, for real, people who are arrogant become successful because they're <laughs> like adamant of being in charge. Adamant uh, that they must. There are only a couple people I've ever been like, man, they figured something out. 
Elon Musk is one of those people. I look at what he's doing and I'm like, that dude's figured it out. There are certainly things I think I could I could do better. Always. This is why I sat down with Vijay Agade and and Jack Dorsey on the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm like, dude, the you know, Joe didn't understand as much as anybody else. And and Joe asked me to come. There are things I think I'm good at, and there are very few people I think. Well, well, let's be real. Like, I'm not a race car driver. I'm not an astronaut. I'm not a rocket scientist. I know there's a million, you know, a, a billion, two billion people who are better at everything else than I am. I, I'm not. I'm not even a carpenter. I'm just saying. When I look to helping humans, Elon Musk is hitting the nail on the head with the hammer. <clears throat> Ooh, I got to leave it there. Otherwise, I'm going to keep ranting. But I hope you all join us and everyone else in helping fight for X. So what you can do, go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member. If you don't care for that, sign up for, for X premium. Spend that eight bucks a month. Let us not allow these liars and manipulators, the, the evil corruption and government collusion. Do not let them win. Next segment will be at 1 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. The madman's done it. In a viral video, Javier Millet, who was running for president in Argentina, goes off on leftists. And he uses a very great Spanish word. Now, I don't know YouTube's rules for certain words in other languages. I know English. And I know what words YouTube has a problem with in English. But before I explain this, let me just say, Javier Millet is described as a libertarian, as an anarcho-capitalist, as far right, as anti-communist. And in this viral rant, he is saying, do not give these awful leftists an inch. In fact, he uses a different word for it, which I want you to see. But the reason why this is important for us, and we're not Argentina, come on. But take a look around the world. The far left is losing. There was just a massive protest in Spain against socialism. Now, some people are saying, just like with Brexit, signaling the election of Donald Trump, the victory, victory of Javier Millet in Argentina signals that in the United States, Donald Trump will win. And the polls are showing it. The only options Democrats have, you know, it's going to be to bring in someone other than Joe Biden and hope. Hope this person can win a narrative war against Donald Trump when the Republicans are already winning the narrative war. Now, a viral video showed Javier Millet saying merda over and over again about leftists. And you know what that word means in Spanish? I don't know if I'm saying it well enough, but it means let's just go for it because we're going to play the video in Spanish. But uh, warning for your kids, I'm about to swear. It means shit. <laughs> Dude, I love this guy. Uh, it's, it's yet to be seen exactly what he will accomplish for Argentina. But while many of you may say, I don't care about Argentina, understand the global phenomenon that is occurring right now. In a tweet from End Wokeness, he says, some reasons to be optimistic. Argentina just elected anti-socialist economist Javier Millet in a landslide. Trump beats Biden in all recent polls. The right wing AFD is surging in Germany. Finland just formed its most right wing government in its history. Anti-immigration party in uh, anti-immigration party is part of the government in Sweden for the first time ever. Anti-WEF farmer party just pulled off a huge upset in the Netherlands and is surging. The Pen's party is surging in France. Hundreds of thousands in Spain are marching against the socialist coup. Bukele has 90% approval after his crackdown on crime in El Salvador. And they came after him. They came after Bukele. It was absolutely amazing. 
They claimed that when he started arresting all these gang members, he was filing the Constitution. It was unjust. I don't know exactly what went down, but some people have been critical, saying some people got criminally charged, arrested just for having gang tattoos. I don't know what to say, man. I think innocent until proven guilty is very important. But I can tell you this. I was hanging out at, uh, where was I? This was uh, MGM, National Harbor. I was playing poker. Got to my left. We're playing. We're having a good time. And conversation strikes up. Some uh, mentioned something about not being here for much longer. I said, where are you from? He says, El Salvador. And I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, we're going back. And I was like, you're going back? I was like, what do you think about Bukele and everything? And he said, it's amazing. So my family was here. Now we want to go back to El Salvador. Not only that, there are a lot of people in the United States who also want to go to El Salvador. That's how great things are becoming. You know, look, there are questions about how do we ensure the constitutional rights of good people? The problem is, the problem is this. It's not so simple as to say that there is one line and it is absolute because that's not the case. While we believe in innocent until proven guilty, there is an inverse problem to consider that if you allow violent criminals to roam your streets, then people will be equally as victimized. And what we're trying to do is find a balance between stopping criminals, whether they be in the government or the private sector. My point is this. If you go too hard in the authoritarian direction, you may create a future where the government becomes the criminals. And we've seen it time and time again. And they'll just arrest their political opponents. Hmm, sound familiar? But if you go the opposite direction, then criminals will just start beating, killing and stealing from people. You need to find that balance. It's not so easy. I want to show you this from Political Compass Memes on Reddit. Javier Millet rants against leftists. It is a classic video. Classic in that it's uh, it's it's not actually that old, but uh, I want to play this. It's, it's in Spanish, but uh, uh, for those that speak Spanish, you'll get it. Otherwise, uh, I'll explain what he's saying. The translations are not perfect. The translations, my understanding, are made more for an American English speaking audience. But let me play this for you now. Let me let me once again play this for you now. De mierda, no le podés dar ni un OK, you heard a few things. Mierda and collectivistas. He's saying all the collectivists, all kind of collectivists. But why do you call them mierda? Porque son una mierda. Because they are. <laughs> I love this guy. O sea, pero si, clas- no, pero, pero que si pensás distinto te van a aniquilar. Ese es el punto. It says in the subtitles, if you think, uh, if you are against them, they will kill you. You can't give these people an inch. If you give them an inch, they will use it to destroy you. Now, now again, um, I, I have a very rudimentary, my, my understanding of Spanish is probably kindergarten. I can have uh, very limited conversations. Uh, I, no, I'm sorry, let me, let me clarify. I can't have a conversation at all in Spanish, but uh, I know a decent amount of words so that I could go to the store. I can buy things. I can find, ask directions, things like that. And so there are some things I heard in this and I'm like, it doesn't seem like the subtitles line up perfectly. So I reached out to uh, one of the Timcast crew and asked him. He said, well, you know, it it lines up pretty much. But uh, the idea is basically there. This guy is saying these leftists are shit. They are shit and they will kill you. Wow. Well, in the comments, there are people uh, asking about why this is. And one of the comments says this for clarification. Millet's opponent is our current minister of economics, Sergio Massa. And this is what he has achieved. 
56.6% child poverty, record high inflation since the 90s. The dollar reached 1,000 pesos. He is printing 2 billion pesos a day. There's a uh, videos of his militants replacing opposing ballots with their own to commit fraud. Pensioners are getting like 100 USD each month. Price controls everywhere. Recently, we've had problems with gasoline supply because in a move to win votes through bribing consumers, he froze the prices of gas. This obviously resulted in shortages that lasted like two days. Massive social programs and subsidies, expansion to bribe people so they voted for him. Because we have import restrictions and a restricted access to the dollar, importing anything, anything is hard as F, as this includes medical supplies, includes medical supplies. Recently, many big hospitals had to reschedule or cancel surgeries, had to postpone cancer treatments, and some medicine isn't coming into the country. I could go on, to be honest, but I don't think it's necessary. Source for all this, me, a tired and very worried Argentine. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the meme. My Lord. Jack Hadfield says the libertarians actually did it for once. And there's a meme. And uh, I love this meme. It shows a guy in a libertarian shirt. And he says, hmm, today I will vote for a third party. He then votes. And the results typically in the meme show a landslide for collectivists and leftists. And then the guy with the smug face smiling. In this one, it actually shows the libertarian winning. Wow, that's hilarious. You know what's always funny about this meme, though? For those that are familiar, where the libertarian smugly votes for who they want, and this results in the Democratic Party winning. I got to say this to the Republicans who made this, uh, this uh, uh, meme. Libertarians don't like you, dude. This is the funniest thing. I, I always hear from like a Republican being like, the libertarians just voted Republican, then we would have won. Like, bro, libertarians don't want to vote for you. What don't you get? I, I, that's just it. Like, what don't you get? They're not going to vote for you. If you take away the libertarian vote, they're not going to vote for you. The argument is enough of them might just to preserve, say, gun rights or whatever. But I don't think they're fans of the neocon warmongering. So that being said, a lot of uh, libertarians coming around to Donald Trump, unsurprising to say the least. So here's a, a video from Reuters. Argentina elected the right wing libertarian Javier Malay. It's new president as voters replace their hopes and a political outsider to fix an economy battered by triple digit inflation, a looming recession and rising poverty. I want to show you this. This is um, leftists in Argentina are crying and sobbing as their 40 years of rule has come to an end. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Yeah, not all of them are sobbing. 
Many of them are sobbing. These people are insane. They are dangerous. They are evil. They are no different from Nazis or fascists. Do not let them take power. Congratulations to Argentina. Now there's a mixed parliament or a legislative body. I think they're parliamentary. In which case it will be a challenge for, uh, I think they might have a congressional system. I'm not sure. It's, there's no clear majority, which means he will have to negotiate. We will see. From inside paper, President-elect Millet vows end of Argentina's decline. The self-described anarcho-capitalist has pulled off a massive upset, ousting the populist Peronist coalition, which has long dominated Argentine politics. 55.7 to 44 percent a landslide. Now, Jack Posobiec and several others are pointing out that Buenos Aires got rid of paper ballots because electronic voting machines were causing problems. This allowed them to pull in the results very, very quickly and instantly see he won. Now, my friends, this guy is endorsed by Donald Trump. Trump congratulates Javier Malay on his win in Argentina presidential race. This is a guy who is anti-woke, anti-communist, supported by Bolsonaro and Donald Trump and Bukele. This is going to be very interesting. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I simply say, good luck, good sir, save your country. In the meantime, this may be indicative of something much, much bigger. As I pointed out early on, some people are saying that like Brexit, this is a sign that Donald Trump will win in 2024. Well, Joe Biden's floundering and failing. It's, it's apocalyptic for him. We don't know what the Democrats have in store. And it's not just about winning an election. <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that Donald Trump won the election but lost the vote. And that seems contradictory. But what I mean to say is, Donald Trump convinced the American people to support him, but Democrats convinced more default liberals to cast votes. Thus, Joe Biden wins. Simplifying it again, Donald Trump and Joe Biden on stage, ain't nobody voting for Joe Biden. Door to door activists asking people to fill out ballots, everybody voting for Joe Biden. And that's what really bothers me when people are like, you really think Joe Biden got 81 million votes? Yes. Technically, I think Democrat activists secured enough ballots through door to door, excuse me, door to door campaigns and ballot harvesting. I don't think people were enthusiastic about Joe Biden. I think Democrat ground game was better than Republicans. And I'm seeing a lot of people scream, Ronna McDaniel needs to resign immediately, but she won't. Probably because she's a Democrat. Oh, let's be real. The Republican Party is failing across the board in a lot of ways. They're winning in some ways, but I mean, they should be doing substantially better considering the sentiment is on our side. And I mean our, I mean freedom faction. Republicans should be winning in this regard. When libertarians are like, it's true about Donald Trump, no new wars. I get it. When, when, when even they're saying that, you should be earning more votes. So perhaps the Republican Party is just a bunch of losers. So be it. Right now, Donald Trump is dominating in aggregate. Take a look at this. This day in history, my friends, I want you to hear this. As of right now, with all the polls in consideration for RCP, Donald Trump is up in aggregate by 1.6%. There are many polls of the polls they have available, only two favor Biden. Trump is up 4.6 points in some. This day in history. On November 20th, 2019, Joe Biden was beating Donald Trump by 10 points in aggregate. 
Hillary Clinton was beating Donald Trump by 4.5% in aggregate. This is the apocalypse for Democrats. I don't see how they win. I don't see who they can bring in. I don't see how Newsom wins. Even if Joe Biden leaves, what are, how, what's, what's Gavin Newsom going to say? I'm going to do what Trump is going to do right now. Trump has the support. It's a sight to behold, my friends, from the Daily Mail. Trump beats Biden among young voters in NBC poll. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Just three years after Democrat president held 26 point lead over MAGA rival ahead of the 2020 election. <laughs> Donald Trump is leading among young voters. How is this possible? <laughs> Donald Trump is beating Biden with voters under the age of 35. The new survey conducted by NBC News shows Trump leading Biden by two points, 46 to 44, in the latest in a series that have shown Trump pulling into the lead. But it is among voters 18 to 34, which are the biggest shock in the survey. Wow. Because if you go back, Biden won young voters by 26 points in 2020 over Trump, according to the New York Post. Part of the problem may be Biden's handling of the Israel-Hamas war, which has seen young people take increasingly radical anti-Israel stances, where 70 percent of 18 to 34 year olds disapprove of Biden's stance on the issue versus 20 percent approval. Similar to the overall results, voters over the age of 65. Yeah, they're basically in line with um, are the only group to majority approve of Biden's handling of the conflict. I said this before. Israel-Palestine has ended Democrat. There's 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 three parties now. I'm gonna put it that way. The Democrats had their progressive coalition. The Democratic Party welcomed Democratic Socialists. But with Israel, Palestine, it's done. And we saw this with AOC when she first got elected back in 2018. The left criticized her for walking back her Israel stances. She was very much free, free Palestine. And then once she got elected, she was like, well, you know, recently she said the, the solution for Israel is targeted strikes. Why? Probably a lot of Jewish people live in her district. And now she's concerned about whether or not she will face very serious opposition should she take the pro-Palestine position. This means young Democrats will not vote Democrat. And we're seeing it right here. They're not going to vote for Joe Biden. They were holding rallies where they said outright they will not vote for Joe Biden because of Israel-Palestine. In which case, 10% of the Democrat voting bloc is 18 to 29, not even 34, 29. If Democrats lose 10% of their supporters, let's say 5% in the general, what, Trump's going to win 55 to 45? A five-point swing in both directions? That would be bonkers. That's kind of like what we saw with Javier Millet. Let's say Democrats only lose half. 46% actually agree. I'm sorry, disapprove. With uh, oh no, no I'm sorry I'm, I'm it's forty it's forty four percent for Biden, so let's say young people are split, and they only end up losing two point five in the general, giving Trump a two point five advantage, a five point swing. Donald Trump wins, and you know what else? Here we go. Michael Rapaport. Oh, I love I love this story. This is from last week. Michael Rapaport says voting for Trump is on the table. Now, I want to say this. Uh, I will welcome anybody who wants to do the right thing. I don't care what their reasoning is for the most part. Rappaport wants to support Trump because he's pro-Israel. But understand this. 
Anyone who claimed Donald Trump is a fascist who will destroy the United States, but is now saying they will vote for him because he supports Israel, is saying they care less about the U.S. than they do about Israel. Okay, I guess that's messed up. I'll just put it this way. I don't care. Michael Rapoport could say he's voting for Donald Trump because Donald Trump is uh, an a-hole. He could be like, I don't care if this guy destroys this country. Pig dig Donald Trump. I'm voting for him because I hate America. I'd be like, well, okay, fine, I guess. (laughs) That's what he called him. He called him pig dick Donald Trump. Like, if you're telling me you're going to do the right thing, but for bad reasons, I may not trust you later, you know, but I'll take what I can get. Because in the end, I think Donald Trump getting elected is the right thing. Now, that being said, Rappaport is hugely pro-Israel. And he's seeing far leftists talk about being pro pro Hamas. And he's like, we got to get this under control. That's how he talks. I'm trying to imitate him. And he's like, so I'm going to vote for pig dick Donald Trump. Do we do we get this whole effing situation under control? Okay. Well, maybe Donald Trump is the guy to do that. We've been talking about this for years. The far left, if you go to Oakland, for, for instance, you go to Berkeley, seeing all the businesses with signs saying, please don't hurt us. I'm not kidding. They literally say, please don't hurt us. Now, most businesses just put leftist stuff in the windows so that they don't get attacked by the far left extremists. But some of these businesses, there was a Burger King saying, please don't hurt us. That's the future the left wants for you. These are evil people. Javier Malay is correct. They are evil people. A Trump supporter don't care if you've got a BLM flag in your window. BLM will smash your windows out if you don't have a BLM flag in your window. Don't believe me? Look at Hamburg, Germany several years ago. There's a photo where all the businesses are destroyed and then one right in the middle is fine. Why? They put a leftist communist red salute in their window. That's right. The red salute, the communist symbol, much akin to the swastika in their window, symbolizing all the death and the murders in their window. And you know, the leftist said, okay, we'll leave you alone. Who wants to live in that reality? Who wants to live in that world? Guy Benson says, can they screw this up? Fox News poll issues the GOP handles better than Democrats. Border security up 24. National security up 20. Terrorism up 18. Inflation up 12. Foreign policy up 12. Crime up 12. Spending up 11. How could Republicans lose when you've somehow convinced Michael Rapoport to consider voting for Donald Trump? This dude's whole thing is walking around and filming himself talking about how he hates Donald Trump. And now he's like, I'm gonna vote for the guy. Okay, he's considering voting for the guy. It's on the table. Michael, I tell you this, I respect it. But these leftists are not going to give you an inch. So you call them out for their support for Hamas, which they're doing, and they're going to give you the middle finger. Your only option, if you oppose them, is Donald Trump. Nothing else I can tell you, man. But if Michael Rapoport wants to join the fray and have a conversation about, I, I, I welcome this. You know, we're, we're reaching out to his team to get him on the Culture War podcast. Check it out. Friday mornings, 10 a.m. on Tenet Media on YouTube. Some people have asked, what is Tenet? It's a super group, as it were, right? You know, sometimes a bunch of different musicians come together and form a band and you're like, wow, look at all like the traveling Wilburys. That's basically what we're doing with Tenet. Independent company, but it brings together a bunch of different voices that are, you know, doing their own thing. But now we can cross promote between each other with this massive opportunity. I'm super stoked on it. But we want to bring him on the show. Why? Bro, Michael, I, I, I welcome you. I implore you to come on the show and just do nothing but rag on Trump and tell me exactly why you don't like the guy and then explain why it is you think you got to vote for him. I mean it. I mean it sincerely. 
I want this dude to say, Donald Trump did this, Donald Trump did this, Donald Trump did this. I'll be like, wow, those are all really bad things. And then he'll be like, but these leftists are pro-Hamas. And I'm like, wow. All of these things you hate about Trump that you're angry about and you recognize the far left is a bigger threat. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. But I accept it. And I'd love I'd love for you to state that. Why? I want more people to hear it. I want everybody who's in that same position as Michael Rapp. You're allowed to not like Trump. You're not you're allowed to not want to vote for him. You're allowed to vote for somebody else. But this dude's at the point where he's like, the left is so bad. I got to consider voting. Trump's on the table, baby. Really? I'm glad he's, he's figuring that out because I, I feel so similarly. I think Trump is bad in a lot of ways, but I think he's the best we've got. There's no such thing as a great president. Trump has done some bad things worthy of criticism, but he's better than the rest. Shout out to Javier Malay, to Argentina for your victory. Let's see how we how we play this one in 2024. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. According to a new documentary, the original cause of death for George Floyd, the medical examiner's report, did not mention asphyxiation. And the argument now is that the FBI altered this in order to secure a conviction. Derek Chauvin speaks out from prison in new George Floyd documentary, The Fall of Minneapolis. The whole trial was a sham. Now, why would they do this? I want you all to understand something. The government does not care about justice. The government cares about function. Most people do. And I don't blame humans for being this way, but we must understand the importance of rights, even to the detriment of society. What I mean to say, there may be a circumstance where an individual may be the catalyst for massive riots. And if that person is innocent, the innocent must be up. The innocence must be upheld. George Floyd, Derek Chauvin. In my opinions, we'll talk about them, but I'll put it this way. The FBI, the federal government and local government's view of this case, as well as cases like Ahmed Arbery is, it is better that innocent people suffer than we get riots. Why did the McMichaels go to prison over Ahmed Arbery? Why did they arrest the man who filmed it and put him behind bars for the rest of his life? The man who filmed it, Going to prison proves the point. Let me let me let me stress this for you. Ahmed Arbery, the left claims he was jogging. Not true. That wasn't even an argument in court. In court, the question was, we know he's the suspect in a felony. But does that give the McMichaels the right to engage in citizens arrest? The jury decided no, and thus they were convicted. But why arrest the man who filmed it? For obvious reasons. That video footage created the possibility of national unrest. And so, so be it. I'd be willing to bet the way the machine worked when they saw that. And I think this is proof. Guys, these guys are going to prison for the rest of their lives. Nothing else matters, because if they are acquitted, you will have national widespread riots and instability. And the government doesn't care about you. They care about maintaining stability for themselves. And I believe the Ahmed Arbery case proves it.
Now, as for this story of Derek Chauvin, this one's interesting. I think anyone who looked at the body camera footage and went through all the details would conclude, well, Derek Chauvin should be responsible in some capacity. Going to prison, getting charged federally, everything we saw. In fact, the cop who simply held people back also got convicted. Why are they sending the tangentially related individuals like the guy who filmed or the cop who held back a crowd? Is the argument that if a crowd wants to intervene in an arrest, you must let them do it? No. It's because you are, I should say, your suffering is politically expedient. Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis cop serving 21 years to the death of George Floyd, has described his trial as a sham in his first comments to the media. Oh, uh, it was unquestionably. I'll tell you why. There were riots outside. The jury was being brought in by armed guard police with rifles. When asked for a change of venue for a fair trial, the judge said, you can't get one. No, no, just not even. They said outright, there is no jurisdiction in Minnesota where you can receive a fair trial. So we'll do it here. If that's the case, you must release the person. If the argument is no fair trial can be had, then you are innocent. Have a nice day. My view is, if this results in widespread rioting and billions of dollars in damages, so be it. So be it. That is something for us to deal with, to preserve innocence and protect the innocent. Sometimes crazy people will do crazy things. But simply because the criminals, the rioters, are scarier does not mean we can put innocent people in prison. Now, as I said, Chauvin probably has some responsibility in death. When you take action that results in someone's death, you are typically, you know, punished because you, sh- you did something wrong. 21 years excessive. And what's interesting, I've got a lot to show you. I think the case debunked itself. Here we can see the uh, use of for- uh, the escalation of force continuum. In the trial, you can see two things are highlighted. Unconscious neck restraints and conscious neck restraints. In the middle, the most important thing taser. In the trial, the prosecution's own witness argued that Derek Chauvin was justified in escalating the use of force to a taser. What did Derek Chauvin use? He used what's called a conscious neck restraint. That is, kneeling on the back of, of, of uh, George Floyd with his knee sometimes. Uh, look, the fact is his knee was on his neck. You can see it clearly in the camera. And sometimes on his on the upper back. A conscious neck restraint is defined as a restraint on the neck that does not incapacitate. An unconscious neck restraint is when you choke hold someone blocking blood flow to the brain intentionally to incapacitate. The, the, the maneuver used by Chauvin would be classified as a conscious neck restraint. This was in the trial. They said, yes, actually Chauvin, uh, based on the, the uh, actions of George Floyd, Chauvin could have escalated beyond this. Now, I want to be clear. This photo is arguing the inverse. They're arguing that Chauvin was using an unconscious neck restraint. That's not that's not correct. Conscious neck restraint is kneeling on their back. That doesn't block the flow. You're you're holding their neck down with your knee. It doesn't block the arteries in the neck. But let's read. They say her crowdfunded documentary. Let me make sure I get this. uh, Journalist Liz Collin. They say her documentary gives weight to the suggestion that the FBI altered Floyd's autopsy to make it appear as though Chauvin had killed him by kneeling on his neck when it originally made no mention of any asphyxiation. It also highlights multiple Minneapolis officers who all say Chauvin was using a technique he'd been trained to use when restrained when he restrained Floyd. 
and accuses prosecutors of ignoring and overlooking evidence that would have exonerated him. I think so, too. If he's trained to do it, it's not intentionally. It's not his fault personally. It means the system is broken. It means the system must be held accountable. But here we go. The government doesn't want to get in trouble, so they will throw Chauvin under the bus. Take a look at this from Reuters. No evidence drug overdose was main cause of death for George Floyd in 2020. No evidence? What do you mean no evidence? There is evidence. Proof? I don't know about that. I'm not a medical examiner. The the uh, cause of death was publicly released as lack of blood flow, asphyxiation due to pressure taken by the officer, actually by the, a homicide. And that's fine, whatever. They can say what they want. The argument is the FBI altered it. Sure, fine, whatever. I don't know. Choose who to trust. That's up to you. I'm not telling you who was right or who was wrong. But I can tell you this. Uh, if it literally says in it that he had meth and fentanyl to a large degree in his system, that certainly is evidence a drug, a drug overdose uh, was the main cause of death. It doesn't mean the medical examiner ruled that it was or proof that it was. Evidence does not mean proof. I love going through this. I'm going to go through it again for all the skeptics. A man is murdered. A block away that there are bullet casings found on the front lawn of, 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 of a home that match the gun that was used to kill this guy. Evidence. Hey, we found this. You take it, you put it in baggies, you label it evidence. Does it prove the owner of that home did it? No. Does it prove anyone in that home did it? No. It could have been in the murder through the shell casings in that, in that lawn. But it is evidence that could be used to secure a search warrant. So when you say there's no evidence, that's incorrect. There was meth and fentanyl in a system and they found a speedball. That is evidence. You could pursue it further. Maybe the, it ultimately can, you ultimately conclude that it wasn't the cause of death. That's totally fine. But this is how they lie. Take a look at this one from the AP. I love this fact check. They say George Floyd's autopsy report is not new, does not say he died of an overdose. Fair. But it says, I love this, they bury it way down. No life-threatening injuries identified. <clears throat> now, a lot of people are claiming that this means it must have been drug, drug overdose. Well, that's fine to claim. It's up to you. I want to clarify, the death uh, autopsy report said it was the actions of Chauvin that killed him. You can argue he had drugs in his system. You can argue the fentanyl would have killed him anyway. You could also argue that the pressure put on his back and neck and on his chest when he had a bad heart caused him to die. I, I think that's absolutely fair. And you don't need to have long standing injuries. If you put pressure on someone's body so that their chest can't move. All right, let me, let me tell you a story. They found a kid who was rolled up in a in a gym mat. Bullies had taken him, put him in the mat, rolled it up and then left him. He died. Why? He couldn't expand his chest to breathe. So he was <gasps> no life threatening injuries, just not enough air to keep the body going. These kids killed him. People don't get it, man. I think those are all fair points, but you can see how the media is lying. I want to stress, I think it is, it is, it is the case that Chauvin was run over the coals. The fact that the cop who just held people back went to prison proves it. When it comes to Ahmed Arbery, the fact that they're going after the DA, this is crazy. Former Brunswick DA accused of interfering in Arbery murder. No movement. They're saying, how come this person's not in prison yet? Yo, that's crazy to me. They want to put the district attorney in prison for not criminally charging the McMichaels. And look at this. This upcoming February, 
will mark four years since the murder of Ahmed Arbery, the jogger shot and killed by two white men chasing after him. They're lying. They're lying. You can argue that Michael's were in the wrong. You can argue they had no right to chase after him. You can argue they were not legally, they did not have the authority to engage in a citizen's arrest. But there was never a question the guy was a jogger. The prosecution admitted this. It wasn't even an admission. It's the craziest thing. In the case, they outright said, Ahmed Arbery was seen burglarizing a home. Have a nice day. That's a fact. Okay. Ahmed Arbery burglarized a home on video. The McMichaels heard he was running down the street and pursued him. The question, they had not witnessed the burglary. Thus, according to the statute, the question was for the jury, did they have the authority to attempt a citizen's arrest? The jury said no. Therefore, they were responsible for Arbery's death. That's it. If the DA had no video evidence, knew this guy was a burglary suspect, knew that these guys were trying to stop him, what could the DA do? They want the DA in prison as well. You need to understand where this country is headed. As for Chauvin, I don't know. I can only tell you, the government will kill you to protect itself. No question. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's a great way to end out the year, my friends. Things are looking really good for Donald Trump. There's no guarantee he wins. We're a year out from the election, but uh, it's, it's a good way to end the year. Cardi B slams Biden's war funding and says she will never endorse another president again. I will take it. Celebrities lined up to endorse Joe Biden, to endorse Hillary Clinton. There were people that I respect that I saw posting videos on YouTube being like, oh, you got to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm like, why? Why endorse any of these people? They all regret it. I, I, I kid you not. A large portion of these celebrities who endorsed Biden are coming out saying it was a mistake. That's incredible. Now, they ain't endorsing Donald Trump. Fine. But I'll tell you this. Behind the scenes, many of these people are voting for Trump and they're lying to you. And I don't respect them for this. I can understand why they're scared. and They don't want to mention it. I'm willing to bet Cardi B votes Trump. We'll see. We'll see. But you want to know what's big is why Cardi B is slamming Joe Biden. But why are there people who are now going to vote for Donald Trump? I mean, look, the economy is bad. You've got uh, look, we went we went out to the grocery store the other day. We like to buy these salami packs. They it, it is just slices of peppered salami. OK, how much do you think it costs? I think it's like 20 pieces uh, of of salami. No, no, no. It's probably 30. It could be 40. Anyway, they're about they're about yay big. Right. How much do you think it cost? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. That's crazy. We would go and buy a bunch of these packs and we'd buy dip. And then we'd be like, hey, we have snacks. We went we went to the grocery store the other day and I'm like, it's been a while since we bought this particular snack. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah, that's why. But take a look at this. Interactive polls, New York 2024. President Joe Biden, 46, Trump, 36. Now, when I first saw this, I thought to myself, OK, so what? I was like, wow, Joe Biden's beating Trump. OK. Oh, it's New York. Oh, OK. So what? Joe Biden is beating Donald Trump in New York. Duh. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, by 10 points. Wait a minute. <laughs> New York is D plus 27. 
Joe Biden is beating Trump by 10 points in a D plus 27 state. Let me let me say that again. The expectation is that everything aside. It is up 27 percent Democrats. That means there is a massive swing towards Donald Trump and others. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Now, you may be saying, whoa, holy crap, Tim. What? You're right. In a D plus 27, Biden being up by 10 points suggests he's actually down by 17 points. It gets better. What if I were what if I were to tell you? It also oversampled Democrats. Uh huh. So one of the responses from the polls, let me see if I can find it here in the replies, pointed out that it's actually substantially worse than this because uh, it it was 50 percent of those surveyed were Democrat. Now, we'll just we'll just give you the general numbers. 50 percent of those surveyed were Democrats or like 48 percent followed by like 24 and 22 percent Republican and independent. That means an oversampling of Democrats should give you more. So if it's a D plus 27 and two to one, you're surveying Democrats, Joe Biden should be up by 40. Instead, it's 10. You know this means? To be fair, the sampling might not matter that big of a matter that much because it is a D plus 27. They're probably trying to to get you know, how many people here are Democrat, how many are Republican, <clears throat> and then match those who they ask based on this. It's probably worse. Joe Biden is probably doing even worse in New York than this. than this says. We got a new one. Post Millennial says big data poll. Trump would defeat Biden in PA, even in three way race, including RFK. Thirty nine point nine percent of Pennsylvania voters said they would cast their ballot for Trump compared to 36 who said they'd vote for Biden. And 7.7 said they'd vote for Kennedy. Now, the question is, who is Kennedy stealing the votes from? Because if you want to make the argument that Kennedy's stealing from Trump, then Trump is in for a landslide. If you want to make the argument that he's stealing from Joe Biden, well, then he's spiking the election and helping Donald Trump win. Pick one. Don't know. Don't care. The fact is, the celebrity statements, Michael Rappaport, shout out, Michael, funny guy, saying that he, he actually would consider voting for Donald Trump. That is the bigger red flag. You give me all the polls in the world. But when the guy who makes a career of ranting to his camera about how he hates Donald Trump is now saying, I'm going to do it. Voting for Donald Trump is on the table. I'm like, wow. This is a big shift, my friends. I don't know what Joe Biden could do in the next year to save himself. Now, let's entertain the idea that maybe, maybe the Democrats are going to pull in Gavin Newsom. I think that is a fair bet. I wonder what the odds are in Vegas. Can we make a bet on that in Vegas? I don't know. There's probably some way to do it. I guess just predict it. I don't recommend gambling. Okay, I'm just saying for myself, for myself. Gavin Newsom, let's say Joe Biden bows out in whatever way possible. What can Gavin Newsom do to prove himself? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. The only option they have right now is not getting, not allowing Trump to run. There's a very real possibility they put him in prison. Do you think these Democrat jurisdictions are going to allow Donald Trump to be acquitted? Do you think a New York jury will acquit Trump? No. Well, I think the New York one is civil, but they're going to come after him. Do you think a federal D.C. area jury is going to? No. These liberals are going to convict Donald Trump. The question then becomes, what kind of 
imposition will he face? I also want to say I think it's all backfiring. You know, we talked about uh, we talked about this last week. I said there is one thing Donald Trump could do that would guarantee his victory in a landslide. I don't know if I should say it on public YouTube, but I think I'll say it. It's whatever. Let me just say it this way. Whenever a politician faces a threat upon their life, they're pulling skyrockets. For whatever reason, don't ask me, don't ask me why. If, if Donald Trump's life really was in danger and these leftists actually went after him, he'd be unbeatable. The smartest thing any leftist could do is ignore Trump, let him do his thing, and just try and win traditionally. This is why I say to all of the people on the right and the left, violence is not the answer. It'll hurt your cause. No question. Black Lives Matter. Look at this. They were they were enjoying plus 50 percent net support. Or over 50 percent. It was at like 26 percent net support. Their, their approval rating was over 50 percent. Then the riots happened. The George Floyd riots and they tanked. All of a sudden, everyone said, we don't like these guys anymore. And now they're lower than they've ever been. Amazing. Who'd have thought getting violent would piss people off? If right wingers go out and cause problems, then these leftist politicians are going to see their support increase. Well, for several reasons, there's a sympathy factor. But a lot of these politicians would say, see, this is what we're fighting against. Hmm. That's why I say like to these leftists, man, if anything happens to Trump, he is going to win in a landslide. It's already bad. And the reason why I bring this up, they're desperate. With these kind of numbers. How could Donald Trump lose? So what are they going to do? Well, everyone keeps saying they're not going to let Trump be president. I think it was uh, probably Alex Jones. I think it was Alex Jones said Trump. He fears they're going to try and take his life. Well, short of that, you know, you got to it's a, it's a huge, huge. Nah, I, 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 I'm not so convinced. I mean, it's, there's a possibility, but I'll, let me just stress this way. If anyone did try to hurt Trump and did hurt Trump. And they brought in. Trump Jr. or uh, I don't know, Vivek, you're going to you're going to get Trump 2.0. It's it's going to be a landslide for whoever is next in line to be the heir to the MAGA uh, throne. I got to tell you, man, things are looking good. Cardi B's roasting Eric Adams for brutal cuts to NYPD says crimes will go through the roof. There's no denying it right now, man. People are tired of the way things are. They're tied to the crime. I heard that in Brooklyn, uh, a local borough, just or a, a district flipped Republican in, in, in New York City. I don't know enough about it. Maybe it's I'm getting it wrong. But that's what someone said to me. I should check on it. My point is this, man. I was talking to my friend about this. I said, look, you get these uppity areas that are very nice and they have low crime. So the people who live there start voting for these reforms being like, look, I don't see a lot of crime. Why are we putting people in jail like this? And then crime skyrockets and you go, oh, that's why we were doing it. They forgot. They forgot why they implemented these rules and these laws in the first place. The collapse results in people waking up and saying, you know what? That was a bad idea. So, yeah, Eric Adams, because of immigration, is cutting resources to the NYPD. Crime is already skyrocketing. Costs are already up. I can't imagine people want to keep living this way. But there is one man, Donald Trump, far from perfect. But let's just admit it. 2019, the economy was great. And I'm not talking about mass spending. That was bad. But unemployment numbers were, were record lows across the board in the black community, in the Hispanic community in general. Who doesn't want that back? Hmm. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.